Well, well, well. Hello, my little ghouls and goblins. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. Welcome to another full throttle, pulsing, throbbing, and just all around engorging episode of Requiem for a Tuesday. It's me, Adam Pecora, yet again, back at it, back on the old grind. You feel me, dog? It's good to be back. Uh, took a little Halloween break after the Halloween episode. If you haven't listened to that, please go check that out. Ranked what is, quite frankly, an all-around terrible franchise that uh, basically I realize only has any staying power because of the original film in everybody's eyes. I loved the second one the best. Hot take. Uh, but it really, really just gets awful from there. And I, I just don't understand what the appeal is to anybody. But if you're into it, hey, good for you. Uh, watch something else, though. You'll realize it's a lot better. Hopefully. Maybe. You know, I don't know. Maybe things like that. There should be, like, alternatives to IQ tests. You know what I mean? throw on fucking Halloween 6 and somebody's like, yeah, you know, that was fun. And it's like, uh, 60. <laughs> you know, 80 maybe? You're definitely below 100. That's all I gotta say. Uh, before I get into a little more here, you know, let me do the pluggy plugs as I do. Not that they really work, but that's okay. Then maybe they will one day. You know what I mean? Uh, we got merch for this podcast. rfat.bigcartel.com or linked in the description below. Uh, rate, review, subscribe to the show. Come on, come on. You know, we got to juice those numbers up. After I called Matt Nagy a cuck in the episode title, uh, I'm pretty confident I've been shadow banned. Mention that again. Has not subsided as of right now. So that's fun. Uh, I'm quite a controversial figure, just as I always wanted to be ever since I listened to Eminem when I was five. <laughs> oh, boy. So, uh, yeah, let's juice those numbers, you know? Tell somebody. Just push the button. I Actually, I don't know if that does anything either. I actually don't really know any of the intricacies of the do's and don'ts. That's uh, I've mentioned that before. It's kind of always my problem. It's like, I know how to do the thing, but I don't know how to get anyone to pay attention. <laughs> so... Help me out. I don't know. <laughs> what the fuck? What are you guys doing? Jesus. <laughs> uh, check out the music. Check out the music. Multiplex, multiplex, multiplex. The new album came out October 8th. I was going to say November 8th, which hasn't happened yet. So that's definitely not when it came out. Uh, couldn't be more proud of it. I'm going to keep talking it up forever pretty much uh but it'll be a main plug on here for a while so fucking just listen to it instead of hearing me talk about it uh it's called google g-o-o-g-o-l it's on bandcamp apple music spotify amazon title fucking you name it it's there uh again linked in the description below go to the everything else link 
and everything is on there, not just everything else, even the RFAT stuff you can get to from there. But what, however you want to do it, it's fine. But everything's always linked below. Uh, even if you're a YouTube listener, which I don't know why you would be. I don't know why I still do that, but it's too late to change it now. <laughs> uh, yeah. So thanks in advance for supporting, you know. That's uh that's my way of kind of guilting you into it. If I just thank you, and then you're like, oh, I didn't do it. Well, I'll go do it. You know what I mean? Be a good Samaritan. You want to claim you help small businesses? How about you fucking put your money where your mouth is, Jack? Just kidding. It's free. It's free. <laughs> um, And I don't know what else I normally plug. Follow me on Instagram at adam.rfat if you're so inclined. Nobody does. That's okay. We're brutally honest tonight. I don't know what the vibe is. I didn't really have... A whole lot planned, I suppose. Maybe that's it. But I'm just feeling it. I'm feeling. I'm cutting loose. I'm letting everybody know what the deal is. You know what I mean? Fired up. Had had a decent amount of energy coming in here, and uh, sipping a yerba mate just to get fired up. Uh, I'm ready to fucking explode for y'all. I don't know what to say. That sounds gross. I'm not ready to come for you. Depends who you are. I don't know. Um, it's actually funny that I was bringing up Halloween. Just got off the phone with the old man. And he's like, I finally watched it. And I'm like, what'd you think? He's like, well, it was fucking stupid. And I'm like, finally, somebody's on my side. And let me clarify. Before you get any ideas, you get any notions in your head. Take all the notions and put them in motion. Get them right out of your fucking thoughts. Okay. I typically do not align with my father on movie tastes. So if you want to try to play that card, fuck off. All I'm saying is, if you watch the movie, it doesn't make any fucking sense. And what happens is stupid. Go back. If you've already seen Halloween Kills, it's at the end of my rankings on last week. I already went all out. I'm not going to unleash that again because I could do the exact same rant for just as long, if not longer right now. But... The fact that you could see that and be like, never mind, never mind. It's just when your whole thing is we're going to re-envision the franchise and do it right this time, and then you just don't, and everybody's like, yeah, whatever. Fuck you. Fuck all these passionate, quote-unquote, motherfuckers who like love this franchise, which again makes no sense because it's a terrible franchise. And then there's finally a good one. And then the sequel to the good one abandons all the good stuff. It, see, people like you, <laughs> people like you, I'm pointing my finger right now. You can't see it, but I'm angry. People like you who think that way are the reason why Halloween 6 and Halloween Resurrection happened. They're just like, just fucking throw it out there. Who gives a fuck? What is even that, what's it about? Who cares? What does it need a plot for? Why does the plot of the movie need to make sense? The guy has a white mask on. People like it. It's just like, what? So, finally. Been getting a lot of slack for not liking that movie. I actually am yet to meet another person who has seen that movie and disliked it. Not as much as me, because I understand that I'm probably in the minority of like hating it. The more I think about it, I hate that movie. 
<laughs> I don't really even remember the good parts anymore. I just remember all the shit that I didn't like. And uh just rough. Just just overall very rough. So, if you're out there, you know, let's chat. You know, if you're if your fucking intelligence is above 80 IQ, please. Uh, but let's pivot off that. We're done with Halloween finally. Put the Christmas music on and fucking kill yourself cuz it's coming. It's coming and it's very sad. Christmas music like isn't good. That's the problem. You know what I mean? Like if there was I I suppose there are certain songs that are like Halloween songs. No other holiday has songs. That's really just what it is. So fuck off with the music about it. I I just I've never really liked it. There's a few good ones here and there, you know. But I like all the fringe ones. That's the thing. Like LCD Sound Systems Christmas song, great. Absolutely great. But it's great because it's their song, not because it's about Christmas. Julian Casablanca has a great Christmas song. You know, if if a band I like or you know, artists in general is making some shit and that song is on par with their shit, I'm into it. Christmas in Harlem. Come on. Come on. But no. I gotta listen to some middle-aged lady sing about fucking sleighs and shit. And it's like, what are we doing? Turn it off. Those poor workers. There's nothing worse than working in a retail environment and having zero control over the music. And I've heard... I've never worked at Target, fortunately. But from former employees, I've been told that they are given like a CD from corporate and I don't know if you're familiar with a CD but uh they have a limited capacity of music and they just have to loop a CD over and over again it doesn't matter what it is I mean if I gotta go through an eight-hour shift and I have to listen to fucking whatever the new Taylor Swift album is for eight straight hours that would be miserable too like there's just no good options in that. Well, y'all can't curate a playlist? You know what I mean? How long's this store open? Fucking 16 hours? You motherfuckers can't string some shit together? Somebody could do that in one day. Give somebody one day to just be like, make the corporate Christmas playlist, please. Or in general, just all the time. Because now I have negative connotations to certain songs. Well, I don't know if that's the case. There's some songs that I, if I hear them, it like causes a painful reaction to me because when I had a horrific and awful job at Amazon that basically as depressed, it made me as depressed as I've ever been as an adult. It I was, I was probably as depressed as I was like going through puberty. You know how terrible that was? You guys remember that? Hopefully. If you're listening and you don't know what that's like, turn this off. I don't want you to hear this. Ever. Not just this one. Thanks. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) And yeah, I mean, they're pretty terrible songs regardless, but it's shit that is constantly being played in these types of store environments. You know, top 40 hits and shit. 
So I'd have to listen to them fucking 20, 30 times a day because we used Amazon Music and that was the same thing as a CD. Their fucking algorithm would only cycle through like 15 songs. And there's some of them they come on and it's just like, oh, I can remember being in that shitty little place wishing I wasn't there. It's really just tragic, like how little people ask for and they still can't get it. You know what I mean? It's like, could somebody just step up and make like working these shitty, horrible jobs and just being treated like dirt by people all day? Can you just like come up with a better fucking playlist, like ease people's fucking minds for 10 seconds? But no, it's just torture. It's just torture to have to sit there day after day, week after week, month after month with a fucking chain smokers song stuck in your head. Like, how terrible is that? There's many forms of prison, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Retail is one of those. Um, also, on a side note, I'm all over the place today. This episode's going to be wild. In terms of structure, at least. But, who knows? Maybe I'll fire myself up again. Get even more rowdy later. We'll see. Um, I've been thinking some contradictory thoughts about the podcast. From the get-go, right at launch... I was always like, we ought to do an hour. We're doing an hour, never less than an hour. I didn't want to, I don't want any of the episodes to be 59 minutes. Uh, I'm kind of breaking on that. Now, I don't know if I'm going to ever do that. See, my thought was specifically alternating weeks where is I, I, not bi-weekly again like I was during like COVID heights when there was like nothing to talk about. But, you know, first or second, sorry, first and third or second and fourth week of the month would be 30 minutes and then vice versa would be an hour. That That's my contemplation. I don't know if that's going to happen. I guess we'll see if next week maybe I don't have the material. Maybe I don't have that much material today. And this one ends up being that one then at least I talked it over. <laughs> um, but yeah, just playing with that. And also, while I'm talking about the state of the pod, uh, if you haven't already noticed, just based on the release times, during football season, we're coming out at night. That's just how it's going to have to be. Uh, keep trying to find a way to get you, I, there's no way I'm recording on Sunday that day is all taken up and then Monday I usually get caught up in the game as well you know I mean it depends who's playing so that's why sometimes I'm on it sometimes I'm not but like last night I knew I had to watch Chiefs Giants because I knew it would be competitive because the Chiefs are pretty much bad at this point so not that we're, we're going into sports yet but uh, we might be doing some sports adjacent stuff soon because, actually not soon, like right now, because more drama with the Oakland Raiders. 
which is just insane. This is not a sports story, so if you're not a sports... I mean, it is. It's sports-related, but we're talking off the field here, ladies and gentlemen. Not John Gruden. Don't give a fuck about John Gruden. I never liked John Gruden. He was terrible on Monday Night Football, and I was pretty much always like, why does everybody praise this guy? He doesn't seem to know what he's talking about half the time. So, you know, nothing needs to be said there. But Henry Ruggs, young, speedy wide receiver, I believe only in his second season right now with the Raiders. Um, This is just a rough and brutal story. And uh, I, I don't know... <laughs> I don't really know how I feel about this. I don't know what's going to happen with this, but it's just crazy. And there's no there's no way I just couldn't talk about this because when I saw the story, like my jaw dropped. So if you haven't heard, Henry Ruggs was, <sighs> I guess, driving drunk. It doesn't say how much. I assume pretty bad, you know? For this to happen, he gets into a DUI resulting in death. That's how they're wording it. Which is interesting because wouldn't it be DUI manslaughter? I I don't know legal shit, so I don't know the difference between that, but I feel like they're distinguishing it as that. And maybe that's just a Vegas thing. Like, they use different terminology. I don't really know how that works. Um, but anyway, so let's get into the details here. So, Jesus, this is just brutal. So, he was driving a Corvette. Not a good start. Not a good start. Uh, before About 3.40 in the morning crashed into the rear of a Toyota RAV4 on a busy thoroughfare. I don't know what a thoroughfare is. I assume that's a road of some sort. Um, you know, call me smart. <laughs> I'm, I'm deductive. What can I say? Uh, several miles west of the strip, the Toyota caught fire and the driver died. Oh, so maybe that's why? Because it's a result of the fire, not directly the crash? I don't know. Again, I could be, I'm sure I sound really stupid to anyone who knows basic law information. I think I've said this before, which I've, I've definitely said that I think I've said this before about 10 million times on this show and only 79 episodes now. Um, <laughs> shouldn't we know the laws? I just think it's really silly that there's probably, what, 20,000 laws? Gotta be more. Who knows? Who knows how many laws there are? That's the thing. I don't even know. Shouldn't there be some education on that? Right? I mean, I know all the big ones. And, like, driving rules, I guess. But, like, what the fuck? Anyway, not that, not that this case applies to that. Um, it says that he showed signs of impairment 
and he'll be charged with a felony DUI resulting in death. Ruggs and his passenger were hospitalized, and they were both fine, basically, which I, I guess I want to say is good. I mean, I don't want him to be dead. Um, it doesn't say what his alcohol limit was, but... <laughs> Probably not a good time to take this specific stance. I know. Um, but the blood alcohol limit is very low. You know what I mean? Like, if you blow a .08, I, I think that means you're... Does that mean you're okay if you hit the limit? Or does that mean it's a DUI? I think that means it is a DUI. So it has to be under .08? Whatever. <laughs> See what I mean? I don't know what's going on. What are the rules? Somebody tell me. Uh, but yeah, that's literally, I think, like two basic beers, like two 12-ounce Miller Lights would get you to be like driving drunk. You know? So when pe- when they say like, Oh, he blew double. It's like, well, does that just mean he had four beers? Do you know what I mean? You could, let's not, (laughs) this isn't going to sound like the best, but if you can't, I mean, you can't drive a car drinking four beers. I don't know. I'm just saying, I wish my alcohol tolerance was that low. It would save me a lot of money. Like in high school, it's a cool thing to be the guy who can just pound it and not puke. You know, pretty much. It's like, oh, look at this guy. He's a tank. He's a tank. And it was like, yeah, I am a fucking tank. Let's go. You know? But then, once you're not stealing booze anymore and you have to pay for it, and also everybody just kind of grows up and realizes that... uh you know, chugging a bottle of whiskey isn't cool. Not that that was ever my thing. I always paced because I'm not an idiot. That's not even true either. I've, I've definitely gone hard. But anyway, <laughs> uh, it just really starts to hurt your wallet after a while. Uh, what was my point again? Oh, yes, the DUI thing, right? So it's just like, that whole thing is silly. Like in Kentucky, you can drink a beer while you're driving. As long as you don't blow over the limit. There's not like an open container policy. Which I think is great. And I'm sure people would want that everywhere. I understand why it isn't everywhere. Like in Illinois, that can't be a law because then that would be okay in Chicago. Which is not a good idea because people would be ha- people would be driving like hammered. Um, and then my overall arching point was just that like, if you're like a pro athlete, odds are you're throwing them back and you're like feeling fine. Now, again, if you're crashing a whip, you're probably super fucked up. So I'm not going to try to act like he was good in this scenario. (laughs) You know what I mean? Obviously not. But I'm just saying, like, if you blew, like, a .10, and everybody's like, oh, my God, that's so, you know what I mean? A whole nother digit? 
And it's just like, if you were to blow a breathalyzer at the drunkest you've ever been, I'm sure you would be shocked at how high that number is. Like, if you've been doing, if you've done like four or five shots and like a mixed drink and you're like stumbling around the street, like, what, what do you think you're, you're at right now? You know what I mean? It's like, oh, I can't believe you. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not advocating drunk driving here. I'm just saying. Not everybody's that soft. So that, that's my side point. Uh, let's get back to the story here. Yikes. Oh, there's a photo here. Let me analyze this photo real quick. Let's see what we got. Why is there a photo? Why, why do they release shit like this? Anyway. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. This is horrific. Okay. So he, like, a boy. He must have drove into this car. This car must have been stopped, and he drove into it at, like, 70 miles an hour or something, just from the look of this. The entire front end of the Corvette is destroyed, like, and scrunched in up to the windshield. Well, I guess the bumper is just up to the wheels, but still, like, fully smashed in on the Corvette. The windshield is completely shattered. Not shattered, but, like, cracked everywhere. So It smashed so much that the roof of the Corvette is, like, up. If that makes sense. Like, the impact of everything shoved the top of the car upward, and it's, like, not attached anymore. And then you look at the RAV4, I mean... Jesus Christ. I don't know exactly what I'm even looking at. There's an entire part of the back end. Oh my God. Oh my God. (laughs) Okay. So I thought that there was, it was like a Prius scenario where there's like the windshield and then there's like a little back window. And that's what I was looking at. I am not. I am not. What I thought was the little back window is the full rear windshield. And it is so low to the ground that it looks like that. And like the roof looks like the rear, like where the rear window should be. The entire, oh my God. I'm sorry. This probably is not helping me just reacting in craziness for a listening experience. Um, Holy shit. So, yeah, the whole back end of the car is, like, completely at a different spot. Um, I guess because the Corvette, like, slid underneath a little bit from the look of it. The side door is off. The whole back end, again, obviously very smashed in. The fr- all of the doors are fucked. That's how bad this got smashed. And then I can't tell if the hood is up because that you know they were obviously trying to save this poor woman. Uh but it looks like that she may have smashed into something with that as well. That's hard to say, but Jesus fucking Christ. I mean, this car got obliterated. So I don't know if 
I mean, it's it's hard to say. I would, it, from the look of it, it looks like this dude was just cruising and just ran into a stopped car. <sighs> but fuck. And so the craziest part about this whole thing is that Henry Ruggs is very well known. Well, I guess not very. But uh, if you pay attention to the NFL, whenever Henry Ruggs scores a touchdown, he holds up three fingers. Um. And that is because he had a childhood friend die in a car accident uh, five years ago. And he wore number three. So that's why he does that. And uh, boy, that really just puts a whole lot more on it. And uh, yikes. I don't really know what to say. Other than that, it's just a really crazy story and a really tragic story. And uh, I don't know, man. You got to be careful out there. And it, it brings back an interesting point that was made originally, like, which I don't think is valid. I don't think is valid. But I think that this is going to become a talking point once again, which is should there be... Well, there already is, and there's not going to not be. Like, nothing's going to change about this, but, like, is putting a team in Vegas a bad idea? Now, I don't think the fucking hockey team's got anything to worry about. They're they're just different types of guys. Or maybe not. I don't know. You don't really, you don't hear anything about hockey, period, so it's hard to say what's going on if these dudes are out partying. I mean, they obviously are out partying. They play hockey. They drink, like, fucking mad dogs. Um... But I don't know, you don't, you just don't hear as much about like nightlife troubles amongst those people. It's more of a it's more of an NBA NFL thing. Weirdly, baseball players don't get into hijinks as much. I guess it's just cuz you're always playing. You never really have days off. That would be my guess. Um But yeah, I mean Shit like this has definitely happened to other people before and in different places, but man, like if you're a young kid, you just get drafted, you're a millionaire instantly, and now you're in Vegas, it's just like, I don't know. Um, Again, I don't condone drunk driving, well, <laughs> uh, I don't. Um, cause things like this can happen and, um, boy, I mean, I don't know. It's really tragic. I mean, it's horrible to know that someone lost their life. Uh, but I just, I also am, I feel bad for Henry Ruggs. Just going to be honest. You know, not that it wasn't his fault. As far as we know, seems like it was totally his fault. And that's awful. But man. Just rough. Just rough. Because I mean that's probably his career. You know. Even if he goes to prison. What somebody's going to sign him when he gets out. And he he probably will go to prison. Because it said if guilty the minimum's two years. They said two to twenty. So I don't know. Hopefully it's. I mean. Again, this is a tricky subject. I'm not trying to make light of somebody dying, but like, 
I don't know. Hopefully they don't try to make an example out of him. Like, oh, you're an athlete in Vegas? Like, you better fucking behave yourself. Here's 20. You know, but you got to think of the family of the person who got lost. So I, I do get all that. It's just uh, just a crazy, crazy story. I, you know, when you open ESPN and you see breaking news, you're like, who got traded or who got injured? It's going to be an impact. You know what I mean? It's like, ooh, what what crazy new element is going to be thrown into the sports world this week that's going to change a lot of dynamics? And then you open it and see something tragic and it's like, fuck, man. I guess that that's what it is. It's like sports is supposed to be an escape from all the bullshit. Bill Burr was talking on uh, the Monday morning podcast recently about uh, like the, the breast cancer stuff in the NFL. Now, I don't give a shit about that shit. <laughs> Not breast cancer, just like the pink everywhere. Um... And he was talking about it as like, oh, I don't want a reminder of that shit, though. That's the point. He's just like, if I'm watching football, like, I don't want to think about cancer right now. I've lost people to cancer. See, I can't relate to that. So, like, to me, it's just like everybody's wearing pink, and that's great. You know, good for the awareness. You know, make some money. That, again, the reports came out that they're stealing it, which is, like, a big point of burrs. But I think I agree with I agree with the sentiment. Like, Fuck. And, you know, not that this story shouldn't be talked about, the Rugs one, but, like, it really just cha- it just changes a lot. You know, you're thinking of, like, you think of it as, like, pure entertainment. You get invested in teams. You get invested in players. And you just don't think anything like this is going to happen. You know what I mean? Like, stuff like this doesn't happen to star athletes. Not, I mean, not that he's necessarily a star, but you get the point. It's just crazy. You know what I mean? You never you never expect something like this to happen, period. Like, imagine you go out one night, 3.30 in the morning, you're on the way home. Let's say you're being responsible, and you're in an Uber, or you're on the bus, you're on a train. There's probably not a bus running at 3.30 in the morning. At least there's not over here. And uh, you, you just never know. So I don't know. I'm not going to dwell on this for too long, uh, but yeah. Crazy shit, man. Absolutely crazy. And uh, that also, like, if we're just going to pivot to the football side, big loss for the Raiders. (laughs) Yikes. What are they going to do? Actually, they should just sign Deshaun Jackson, who just got cut, and there's your new speed guy. But, you know, Mark Davis, give me a call. I'll give you some tips. (laughs) I'll give you a fucking haircut too. I mean, how how big of a meme does your haircut have to become before you're just like, oh, this looks bad? How is this? Like, I just don't understand how Mark Davis isn't aware that that's a terrible haircut. And he looks in the mirror and he's like, yep, ready to get some puss. Mark Davis might be the richest man in the world that nobody wants to fuck. We should take a poll of that because I guarantee like Bill Gates, eh, he's old and nerdy, whatever. He's also a sex freak. That story got buried pretty quick. But when that when like the the Bill Gates divorce thing came out. Let's not forget that 
there was some wild shit getting thrown out there and everybody's just like holy fuck this guy's wild and the next thing you know just nobody's talking about it anymore pretty quickly so maybe those were just giant lies or just accusations and they died because of lack of merit or maybe old billy billionaire busted out the checkbook But, I mean, go down the list. Name some billionaires. Well, like, I think you'd probably rather fuck Mark Davis than Warren Buffett. But that's just a timeline thing. You know what I mean? If time was circular, you'd want to fuck Warren Buffett. Because then you'd just pick... Even if you pick the same age as Mark Davis, he's not a young man himself. Musk? Take out the hair plugs. He's still a feast in comparison. (laughs) Who else? Kanye? Come on now. We don't even gotta ask that question. Unless you racist. (laughs) I mean, you know. Just throwing that out there. The least fuckable billionaire on earth. Gotta be Mark Davis. You know, not, not to just ultimately kick Mark Davis while he's at a really low point. But also, you know, fix that shit, dog. Come on. You're the owner of the Raiders. You have no swag. Doesn't add up. Doesn't add up. Al Davis was a goon. You got to be more like your dad, Mark. Come on now. All right. Let's roll on. Let's do a little headline surfing, shall we? One of my favorite hobbies. Getting outraged at these horrific... Articles that are written by losers, typically. Oh, here's a good one. I wish anyone other than Kanye had made the STEM player and Gadget. And uh, this article, I read this earlier because I saw it and I was like, I bet this is going to be really stupid. And ultimately, it was. Shocker. (laughs) What this article is, is a review of the device. And this guy starts the first paragraph. Here, let's read this shit. I'm going to open it back up. (laughs) He's just so adamant. I wish that anyone, dash anyone, other than Kanye West had released this stem player. (laughs) Then he's like, okay, I'm just going to read this straight up. At this point, he's more than 10 years past the creative zenith of my beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy and five years removed from the uneven but decent life of Pablo. Okay, first of all, buddy, if you think the life of Pablo is just decent, like, go fuck yourself. You know what I mean? And also, like, oh, boy, you're really throwing shade at him. What did you do five years ago, you stupid fuck? Who are you? Come on. Let's see. This is one of the whitest guys I've ever seen in my life. So that adds up. Uh, These days, his cultural relevance is driven more by spectacle and controversy than artistic output. Uh, I would actually say that that's kind of fair, but that's not on him. That's on people like you for writing things like this. So stupid. And then he goes on to call it 
It's a fascinating and unique device, but my interest is in spite of, not because of Kanye West. So, you know what you could have done instead? Not say any of that. Because this is supposed to be a review of the product. Nobody cares that you're trying to prove that you don't like Kanye West anymore. You know what I mean? And also, what does this device have to do with his albums? Like, oh, you didn't like Jesus is King. So somebody else should have made this device. And then, hold on, it gets worse. It gets worse. So he actually goes through and does a real review for a minute. And then he goes, it looks kind of like a sex toy, though. Uh, It's a little hockey puck. So I don't know where you would insert it or what you would use it for. Okay? And then is covered in what I assume are surplus flashlights. It has, like, light-up LED lights on it. A flashlight isn't a light. (laughs) You know what I mean? It's called that because it's the shape of a flashlight, but you put your dick inside of it. So, no, the device doesn't look like there's a bunch of flashlights on it. It looks like there's lights on it, because that's what lights look like. And uh, I think that that's as much as it goes, all the dumb shit. Oh, here we go. The biggest knock of the device is the price. 200 is a lot of money to throw at a thing like this, whatever. Especially when that money mostly serves to feed the ego of one of the most megalomaniacal celebrities in the world. You know, or he just developed like a cool product that allows people to chop and sample things really conveniently, which he used to have to dig through record crates and do all this crazy shit. And he made it into a little device. Like, how crazy, like just what a crazy thing, like to just ride these coattails of like, I want everybody to know what I think about this guy. It's like, dude, your job is to review tech. How about you review the tech? Like, nobody cares what you think, and you're trying to, like, throw shots into this article. I I just don't see the point. You know what I mean? Everything he's saying that's his opinion on that regard is totally irrelevant, and it has nothing to do with the device. But, like... He's the guy with the big ego, but you have to make sure you say what you think about him because he's the one with the ego and the problem, right? He's taunting you personally, right? Loser who writes for Engadget. (laughs) He's doing everything directly to you. Like, you know what I mean? Like, just shut the fuck up. Just shut the fuck up. (laughs) Sorry. Okay. Zillow shuts down home buying business, laying off 25% of workforce. That's interesting. I saw a thing the other day that said that they have to sell like 8,000 homes like quickly. And what I what I just think is interesting, period, is that a real estate website that's supposed to help you find houses just owns a bunch of houses. Like Things like that shouldn't be allowed. You shouldn't be able to monopolize the housing market. 
You know, not that that's necessarily what that would be, but like what? So every billionaire could just start buying like all of the houses, you know, and then every single person in America is renting or they have to buy it from a conglomerate for whatever price they want. I don't know anything about buying homes either. <laughs> so <laughs> if all of that is incorrect, whatever, you can go fuck yourself too. But <laughs> I just think it's crazy. They're like, oh, we're a real estate website. We better own all the real estate. That's pretty crazy. I feel like maybe somebody should be doing something something about that. Because also, like, here's the thing. They're laying off 25% of their workforce, right? What happens if their profits continue to go down and down and down and down, and then they foreclose on 50,000 houses? I mean, that's probably good for people trying to buy houses. But, like, doesn't that fuck up just, like, a billion things? It just seems like you shouldn't be allowed to do something way with, like, way outside of your means. And, I mean, I understand that people buy shit they can't afford all the time. But that's, like, one mistake that's a personal thing. This company's gonna fucking destroy so much shit. For being shitty. Anyway. Moving on. Ooh. We're gonna skip this one. Because it's about succession, and I'll do that at the end. What is this? New blood tests can spot more than 50 types of cancer, many hard to detect early. Great. Great news. Is the kicker that you need $100,000 to be allowed to use it? Uh, let's see. They're calling it a game changer. Blah, 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 blah. Let's see what we got here. Ovarian? That has nothing to do with me. Oh. <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. Relax. Uh, plain blood contains DNA. The blood test tracks DNA. A cancer cell sheds. The t- uh, I don't know what this means. Why are you trying to explain science in an article? Nobody's going to know what the fuck you're talking about here. Anyway. Another study found a less than 1% false positive rate. That sounds good. But I don't know. COVID's less than 1%. We're not going to get into that. I'm just kidding. Relax. Relax. I know you think that health issues have to do with politics. So we're going to leave that aside. Ah, here it is. The test is by prescription only. Insurance doesn't cover it. You would pay out of pocket with a current cost of $949. So not quite 100 k but 1K. Uh, but I guess if you're like an adult, like a real adult, unlike me, you could probably afford it, you know, I guess it's not something that necessarily everybody should just go check out right now. Cause it also doesn't mean that you're just good forever. Anyway, that's good to know. That's what I'm hoping for. We're hoping for some hot technology in my future. Let's go medicine. I'm all on team medicine side. Let's keep this fat boy going, please. <laughs> All right, what else we got? Mm, nothing else. Pretty pretty light news day other than the Henry Ruggs disaster. No one cares what Mitt Romney thinks. I'm not even going to fucking read that. 
All right, let's get into Succession. Let's close on that. Because I fucking love Succession. And again, I, I keep referencing this, but it's just... It's one. It's so prestige where... The easiest way, I always go back to Breaking Bad. The easiest way for me to explain it is with Breaking Bad, so I'll just do that. Mostly just because that was the first time I experienced this happen, like live as it went down, where I've certainly like binged through shows and they keep getting better and better. Anyway, what I'm trying to say is where the expectations are 10 out of 10, like you want this to be an unbelievable experience just in this one episode, you know, because you're waiting weekly. And not only does it deliver, it fucking crushes every expectation you could have had. It keeps you guessing the whole time where nothing's predictable. And then every twist and turn is fucking awesome. Whether you like are happy with it or not, like maybe, uh, like Jesse going to snitch. You know what I mean? Like I didn't want that to happen, but boy, did that become compelling you know, where it's like, oh, fuck, that's disappointing. But then it's like, oh, no, this was the best decision. And Succession is doing that week after week. I mean, The Leftovers did it where the third season where every episode was just a fucking home run after another. And not not that you could ever have predicted where that show was going to go at any moment. And I'm sure there's plenty examples and more you can think of and all that. But Succession is doing it and it's not about to end. So that's that's a big difference from the two shows I just referenced. And every single week, it feels like I'm sitting down for like an event that I've been waiting for. And I'm very excited for it. I'm very happy that I'm about to watch it. And same thing. I have no idea what's going to happen. I just expect it to be great. And it's great. Every single time. The new season has been fucking unbelievable so far. A little light on the comedy, in my opinion. Really, that's just because there's a lot less Greg, which is kind of a bummer. I mean, he's still in it, but we don't really know where his arc is going at all right now. And, boy, do I love Greg. But uh, things things are shaping up, and we don't know what the fuck is going to happen, and I could not be more excited. The saddest thing is that it's going to be six more weeks. I got to wait a week every single fucking time. And that's the hardest part. That's the worst part about the show. But also the best. I really do think... At this point, now that streaming has been so common for so long, for years and years, and we're just so used to that as the way to watch things... uh, I got to say, the weekly release is still the way to go. I don't really like things dropping all at once. Uh, I mean, it makes sense for, you know, like Cobra Kai. Drop it all at once, sure. I I still think it would be better week to week. Things Things seem a lot less flawed when you're not watching it all at once, I guess, is the simplest terms to put it in, where like, 
I don't know, just the excitement takes over. And you're just like, fuck, I'm stoked to get to watch the new one again. And you just watch, and you're just more inclined to enjoy it. Whereas, like, if I'm going to watch, let's say, the whole season in one sitting, but let's say five episodes in one sitting, it's a lot easier after three or four to just be like, all right. You know, you just get, it wears it wears out its welcome. Whereas, like, one episode at a time, pretty easy. You know? The Wu-Tang Show drops weekly on Hulu, which is great if you're not watching it. Um, I will say, maybe I just didn't notice it as much in the earlier seasons, but I feel like it's changed. The dude who plays RZA is borderline just doing a bad RZA impersonation this season, where everything he says... He says it like this, and he never really talks in any other way. Every single line, you got to read it like this. You know what I mean? And it's like every time he talks in every single situation, that's all he's doing, and it's really, really noticeable this season. Did I say past seasons earlier? In the first season, it just didn't feel like that. So I don't know. I could be wrong. I'm probably not going to go back and watch it, but I am pretty behind on season two. I forgot it was coming out. Downside to the weekly release, but also I don't really go on Hulu that much. So whatever. But season three of Succession picks up exactly where season two left off. I'm, you know, there's a million podcasts that recap the episodes live each week. So that's why I kind of decided not to do that. You're not going to come to mind. I'm not going to have any extra shit to say. I'm just going to be like, oh, fuck, y'all see that shit? (laughs) You know what I mean? I'm just going to come in here and hype it the fuck up and then get the fuck out of here. I don't really have shit to add that are like great takes because I just love it. I just love it. Uh, Right away, the power struggle is happening, which is awesome. Kendall's trying to do his own thing. All the siblings are against it. I think that everybody is shocked by that. You know, the assumption was always that Shiv would jump ship with him. He wanted that to happen. The show was telling you. Expositionally or whatever. That that's what's going to happen. Which is kind of a sign that it's not going to happen. Um, Just because that's kind of how this show operates. It's really good at like leading you one way and then misdirecting. And then this is, ha- you know what I mean? And I'm glad she didn't. I've never liked Shiv. I mean, she's a great character. I just mean, like, I don't root for her remotely. Um, Like, Kendall, I, ho- I hope that that shit works out. I don't, you know, he's a shitty, they're all shitty people. That argument, sidebar, that argument makes no sense to me. That's just a stupid thing that people say when they just don't want to watch something or when they don't like something that's really popular. Oh, it's just about shitty people. And then how many things do I have to name before you like a thing that's about shitty people? You know what I mean? Like, you like Goodfellas? Because if you don't, you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> oh, everybody on there's a mean guy. Like, shut the fuck up. It's a fucking fake thing. It just doesn't make any sense. Oh, they're all shitty people. They're all rich people. Yeah, it's a show, dude. Like, we get it. You're a liberal. Good for you. So am I. Just enjoy a good show. It's so weird, the connotations that people try to put things on. Just say you don't watch it. 
Be like, nah, I'm not going to watch it. I'd be like, oh, well, you're fucking up. People have to put these weird excuses towards things. You told me you don't watch Succession because the people are shitty or because you hate rich people. You don't hate rich people. You hate that you're poor. You know what I mean? There's definitely rich people you hate who don't deserve it, and that's why you hate them because they specifically don't deserve it. But that's also not what this show is. It's not praising these motherfuckers. It's showing exactly how dark and terrible everything is. So anyway, if you have that opinion, listen to what I just said. Go watch the fucking show. Stop being annoying. Uh, (laughs) But this season, they're really doing an interesting job of examining who who the characters really are. The kids, at least. Where they're actually showing real interactions between all of them. Where they're communicating on like a sibling level. Being like real with each other. Instead of just trading insults or. You know doing fake talk like they always do. Corporate bullshit. And they're all like yeah what should we do? What should we do? You know like what's your what are you thinking? What are you thinking? And everybody's plan is what move do I make? And basically it's just showing that there's a little bit of Logan in everybody well not connor (laughs) i have i really hope that connor comes into play in a big way though because i'm sick of everybody just calling him useless and they're just like yeah he is useless i feel like he's going to be an x factor or at least a wild card in this season however all the shit plays out so i'm interested in that um but you're really just seeing like oh kendall actually kind of is just like logan because But in a different way, he doesn't really like, he's not interested in the power. Like when Logan said he's not a killer, he was right. I mean, they've characterized, Jeremy Strong has characterized Kendall just by his facial expressions and reactions to things and the way he just curls up into a ball and fades away. Like, it's unbelievable that like you can, you just know Kendall. Um, And the fact that he just curled up because his sister wrote that letter, it's like, I don't really understand that. That was the article that I saw about Succession where I guess Jeremy Strong was like, this doesn't make sense. They all talk shit about each other all the time and they all say terrible things. And he just did a bunch of crazy shit to her and like fucked her over really bad, which was hilarious. Uh, Shiv had just gotten named president and they had her do a town hall to like address all the controversies and he fucking plays Rape Me by Nirvana at like full volume and she completely breaks down and is embarrassed and shit. And like she should get him back. And it was just weird to me that everybody's reaction was like, geez, I'm not going to sign off on this. This is brutal. This is brutal. And then the reveal of the letter is that it's not that bad. So I I didn't really get that. Maybe there's going to be more to that from there, but then the FBI starts raiding and all those problems instantly go away is what I would assume. Uh, But what I was saying about Kendall is like, he's just getting off so hard on like the attention and people seeing him and he's trying to get on TV. And he's like, they're talking about me. They're talking about me, which just like Logan knows, like that is very valuable. And he, he's right. Like good attention, bad attention. What the fuck do I care? He's like, if the news is talking about me, like we're doing it right, which is totally like exactly what Logan would think normally. I mean, obviously this time it's not good. And, uh, it just ends with that raid, and now we don't know where the fuck it's gonna go. And I'm right back. You're just right back into it every week. The first two weeks was all about what are we gonna do? What's the plan? What's the move? Let's talk. Everything is just 
talking about what might happen. And the ball is really rolling now. And I could not be more excited for it. I think that, I mean, there's obviously going to be a lot more at play with Roman and Jerry. They've barely interacted about the whole thing. Uh, Roman didn't get a lot to do in the last episode, period. (sighs) See, and I want to throw out, like, what I think is going to happen. I genuinely have no idea. And it that's honestly such a great feeling. I love that about this show. The writing is so spectacular. And, and I just have full trust and faith in them. Because now that we're on season three and it's just as good, if not probably going to end up being better than season two, which I thought was masterful. It's really just fantastic is all I'm really trying to say. See, I've mentioned this before, which is why I don't talk about music as often as I had originally planned when conceiving this show. It's hard to just praise stuff like for me. I talk about how much I like it. All I can just say it's fucking awesome and it's fucking awesome and that's great. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like I don't really know how to hammer the point home anymore. But uh, it's going to be a fucking great rest of the season. And they're saying, I believe they're saying that there's going to be five. So that's also how I'm trying to frame it. They said it won't go past season five. Season four could be the end also. I believe was the. uh, Like. Cap given by the creator and writer. So we'll see, man. I don't know. I just I have succession fever. Confirmed. 108 degree temperature. And uh, thrilled to see how it goes the rest of the way. Maybe I'll check back in in three more weeks. Maybe sooner. Depends how crazy the new one is. I don't know. But uh, I'm going to get out of here on that. Thank you for tuning in. And remember, as always, I are fat, you are fat, we are fat. Calculator!